Chapter twenty two of the Submarine Boys and the Spies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Submarine Boys and the Spies by Victor G. Durham. Chapter twenty two. Gallant even to the foe you may have him now announced captain jack ironically i reckon he has spoken his piece trotter's answer was to leap upon the frenchman pinioning his arms behind him packwood snapped handcuffs over the prisoner's wrists here is the bullet that hastings dug out of the tree the one that was probably fired at me added captain jack and here is monsieur lemaire's cane pistol you can see whether the bullet fits the cane trotter took them with a swift admiring look at benson's cool handsome face then guiding their prisoner the secret service man moved off hastily for two or three hundred beach walkers had just discovered that something exciting had happened and were hurrying forward lemaire was forced into the buggy and driven rapidly away once out of sight the secret service men turned driving straight for the local jail before anyone in the excited crowd could ask what had happened the submarine people had vanished these four hurried to a room that mr farnham had reserved while they remained at spruce beach what was it that rascally frenchman whispered to you demanded the shipbuilder jack promptly repeated the threat whereat mr farnham's face grew decidedly grave the worst of it is jack i think the fellow not only meant the threat but has the connections necessary to carry it out said the shipbuilder slowly i am quite prepared to believe that these spies work in large groups when necessary i am beginning to think that it will be a wise move to get you away from here in time that would give gaston a fine chance to go clear retorted young benson i am a very important witness when his case comes up you are also a very important young man for our submarine company replied jacob farnham so important in fact that i don't want to have you put out of this world through any of their plots for revenge but don't you see sir that if i run away from here the fellow gaston is very likely to be liberated let him go then urged mr farnham though it was plain that he spoke reluctantly it's just what i won't do sir i wouldn't be a good citizen if i should allow a criminal to escape justice just because i was afraid to stay and testify against him argued captain jack i admit the force of all you say assented mr farnham slowly yet if i should find after thinking it all over that it will be best to instruct you to leave here quietly you won't refuse to obey will you yes declared jack benson what it would be the first time you ever balked at orders then but this is different mr farnham i refuse to obey any order that will tend to defeat the ends of justice jacob farnham winced at that statement of the matter he had been anxious only to save jack from the attempts of a dangerous crowd jack is right broke in david pollard decisively when he puts the case in that way i don't dare say that he isn't admitted the shipbuilder at the same time i can't bear the thought of the lad being butchered to gratify the grudge of any of the rascally crew that we've offended here at spruce beach a slight rustling sound at the door caused them all to wheel about jacob farnham's eyes beheld a slip of white paper lying on the floor just inside the door jack benson saw it also but he sprang past the paper pulling the door open 
around a turn in the corridor the submarine boy heard the sound of fleet footsteps jack pursued but could find no one and the sound of moving feet had also ceased as soon as he was satisfied that he could not catch the prowler the submarine boy returned to the room do you see this asked the shipbuilder holding out the slip of paper another warning i suppose benson ventured yes and it shows that you are being followed and watched something worse is almost certain yet to happen jack took the slip of paper reading these printed words you have been fairly warned are you going to be a fool obey or that was all the meaning of the words was plain enough but jack with as cool a smile as ever folded the slip dropping it in one of his pockets this will interest trotter he remarked there is no use whatever in advising you i suppose asked the shipbuilder if these threats were directed against you would you cringe from them demanded the young submarine captain of course i wouldn't replied farnum a sudden flash lighting his eyes as he spoke then why should you expect me to turn coward i won't say another word about it jack replied the shipbuilder gripping his captain's hand i have dreaded to see you go down under the mysterious assaults of these scoundrels i have hated to see a boy come to that harm while serving me but i realize now that it would hurt you worse to run away than it would to stay and face any kind of punishment or even death itself that's the talk sir nodded hal and no one is going to harm him either there are too many of us if we keep our eyes open that if covered a wide field of possibilities not one of them could foresee all that the ingenuity of the enemy would provide in the way of danger to quiet his own agitation jacob farnum had recourse to a cigar he lighted it smoking with a very solemn look on his face what's all the excitement i wonder muttered hal presently the distant sound of running feet then cries came to their ears though none in the little party could distinguish the words there's some big excitement on come along urged jack reaching for his cap humph we've had excitement enough to last reasonable people for a long time grumbled the shipbuilder but he too sprang for his hat ere they had run far through the corridor they encountered other guests fleeing what's the matter called jack fire in the south wing called back one man we don't know yet whether the hotel is doomed just then the fire alarm bell of the hotel began to sound loudly in all the corridors that brought the remaining guests on the run some appearing not completely dressed as the rushing throng began to thicken at a door on the ground floor the sound of a whistle of clanged gongs was heard without the spruce beach fire department was responding to the alarm captain jack bounded out hal kept close at his chum's heels while messrs farnum and pollard came along less fleetly through half a dozen windows on the second floor of the south wing flames now leaped while the smoke curled up in dense clouds this wing was built wholly of wood and was doomed even though the rest of the hotel could be saved jack halted at last hal bumping into him some of the firemen were hauling hose from a cart while others were attaching an end of one length to a fireplug a hook and ladder truck was hauled to the scene its crew standing by ready at need whish two four-inch streams struck the flames yet seemed only to feed them to greater fury we can't put that blaze out men roared the local fire chief turn the streams against the main building and stop the blaze from spreading let the axe crew follow me swiftly a couple of long ladders were unlimbered and placed close to the main building 
the fire chief and his men scaled these with agility and tried to fight their way into the rear of the blaze jack stood scanning the windows on the third floor just above the present belt of fire then through one of the windows on the upper floor he saw a sudden red glow thrust its way the fire is eating through to the top he turned to explain to messrs farnham and pollard who had just reached the boys i think they'll save the main building however returned mr farnham as the ringing sound of axe blows reached them and the heavy streams of water were carried after the wielders of the axes i hope everybody is out up there in the wing uttered hal glancing in that direction as if in answer a window was suddenly raised with frantic haste a face a figure appeared there framed by the sill and sides then a red tongue of flame shot up in the background illumining the face of a terrified woman why it's mademoiselle nadiboff gasped jack benson the pretty russian shouted down appealingly though her words were drowned by the crackling of the blaze and the lusty strokes of the firefighters quick we must get a ladder up there shouted jack turning back to the truck we can't let a human being be burned before our eyes but there were no firemen at hand they had followed their chief hundreds of citizens stood about but they needed a leader come on men roared jack help me off with this longest ladder a dozen pair of hands reached for it at once off came the ladder with a bound while other men pressed up to aid right up to the sill of the window where that woman is shouted young captain benson up went the ladder exactly in place while a score of voices shouted get out on the ladder and come down young lady can you as if in answer mademoiselle nadiboff was seen suddenly to reel backward as though overcome by the smoke that poured up at her from the floor below where are you going shouted jacob farnham hoarsely as the submarine captain threw off his jacket like a flash up there of course to help her jack shouted back at him as he leaped at the rungs it's the only thing a man can do admitted farnham hoarsely good luck to you jack End of chapter twenty two